Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Insidious? I am, because after all, we are the we watchers, are the watchers of, movies. of movies. How's it going? How's your weekend right. going so far? Um, so far, I guess it's uneventful. <laughs> Even though it's only like noon on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, so, you know, we were talking earlier about how quarantine is affecting us and everything, and we're recording remotely. We are not actually in the same room with each other. Thank you very much. No, um, I have a, there's a girl, <laughs> sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I follow a woman, a woman, she's a, a vlogger, she's a YouTuber, and she lives in Tokyo, and I follow her on YouTube and on Instagram, and she went for a walk, a, a walk by herself, and took pictures of the cherry blossoms to to post a video, and then she posted something on Instagram about all the hate comments she got for going outside, even though she was alone and she didn't talk to anybody, people were still like, I don't know, it's like everybody thinks they can be police or something, and they were giving her a hard time for even going outside. But we're allowed to go outside. Even in Japan, they're allowed to go outside. So I think people need to step back a little bit. It's like people are, are like, this is, this is a virus that we've seen something like this before. Although the last time we had government-mandated uh, quarantine, I think I told you this was in 1918, for the Spanish influenza. Um, it's like people are acting like people are turning into fucking zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, don't get any closer to me because if you bite me, then I'm going to be a mindless drone. I'm not saying that the situation isn't serious. I think it is serious and I, I don't want anybody I know to get sick with it. But I don't, I also don't feel like I need to be a policeman for other people's lives. I go on Facebook against my will. <laughs> Sometimes I go on Facebook <laughs> And it seems like everybody on Facebook knows what's best for everyone else to do. And that starts to really get on my nerves because you don't know what other people's lives are like. You don't know what other people are going through. Take care of your own life. You know, like, be wise. Quarantine yourself. Stay away from gatherings. Try to stay away from people. Do what you can do. But just stop being, stop acting like you have to be everyone's judge. It's also not their business. It's if, if someone's not doing anything and like is not doing anything wrong, you know, just let them live their lives. Like just it doesn't have to be like like you don't have to shame anyone for being like, I have to get outside of my apartment and walk around because it's just. Yeah, no, I, I think I think people really get like they think that they have this level of authority that they don't have. And it's, it's just like, man, just calm down. Well, it's like, you know, we were talking about that Typhoid Mary episode of uh, drunk, drunk History mm-hmm. and how she would, like, just not wash her hands after she went to the bathroom intentionally to, like, get people sick. It's not like people are you know, typhoid marrying out there. <laughs> like, they're not like, oh, I'm just going to smear my shit hands all over your food so you die from this virus. Like, 
And I think that the real criminals out there are the people who are hoarding toilet paper and act like they're the only fucking people in the world. Like, (laughs) if you're listening out there and you're hoarding toilet paper and you're not allowing other people to hoard, like, to get toilet paper, then maybe you should look at your own actions and step back for a second and go, hey, this is not a cool thing to do because there are other people that exist on this planet So stop fucking hoarding toilet paper and give me my damn eggs. I want some eggs and I haven't had any in two weeks and I'm getting egg cranky. Okay. (laughs) It's like the only thing I eat. I went to the store when it first opened yesterday and everything I needed they have. So I would recommend going super early. Yeah, you say that, but Sam, you and I both know. That's not going to happen. <laughs> like when you told me that, like you advised that to me the other day, I was like, ha, 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 that's funny. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you can enjoy not eating eggs then for another Fine. two weeks. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme of, um, of little Yoda and like, they're like government mandated. You have to stay at home, and then little Yoda's like, "Well, now I don't want to." <laughs> like, that's like kind of how I feel. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to stay inside. Um, yeah, no, it's just this is crazy. I mean, this is like unprecedented. My my mom was saying, you know, she's like, "I've never seen this in my lifetime," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, I haven't either." You know, like I don't think any of us have because again, the last time that this happened. Was in 1918, and that's over 100 years ago. It's crazy. It's yeah. <laughs> And the people who have lived to see it, to see it they don't remember. <laughs> We're toddlers, you know? Right. Unless, unless they're vampires. <laughs> they're vampires. But. And there are some of them walking around, so. Yeah, they, are, they exist, people. Open your eyes, people. They exist. Um, so last night I told you about how I went on these like chat rooms because I was super bored. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> like there's always like those guys on there that are like, what do you look like? I look like I have, you know, I'm six foot three, tall, like blonde hair, blue eyes and like, you know, muscular. And I was like, cool. I look like. Oh, I thought that's what, I, how you described what, yourself. No, 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 no. When like, you were no. saying it, I was like, wow, Lauren, really? Okay. She, I look really, exactly like Chris Hemsworth. That's what I was, I was thinking. Like, it's a really weird way to describe yourself. I guess you could tell everyone you're like a volleyball player or something. You know? Like muscular, no. blonde, six foot three, you know. No. Just your average no. woman. <laughs> just yeah, just your regular average woman. No, it's these guys that are like, I'm six foot three and I'm you know, like and I'm like cool. And um <clears throat> so I wanted to tell them something, but I was like, let's have fun with this. So I was like, um I've got gray skin, big, big eyes, and like a ginormous brain. And they're like, Oh, so like show me a picture and I'm like well I can't um my sweaters they have to be they have to be tailored because I have eight arms I'm like a land octopus (laughs) it's just like (laughs) 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 (
I mean, <laughs> it's just like I'm not going to be they? like, you know, I mean, because what I look like is like five foot seven brunette, like curvy, you know, whatever. But um, and it's just it's just I, I'm like, I'm not going like to play this you game. Went, you went so extreme by saying gray skin and a land octopus. That's like... Well, I was telling them I look like an alien. I was like, I look vaguely alienish. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, like a gray, a gray, isn't that what they call them? Grays? The grays, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just, but I'm like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play this game with you where we, you know, um, where we're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> like all I wear is a tank top and underwear to bed. I that's only, what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I mean, that's actually not inaccurate. That's is what all I right. wear to bed. <laughs> Just making a joke. <laughs> Apparently, it's not extreme enough. Um, I only wear my cheerleading outfit at night with no underwear. <laughs> like, like, gross. I hope that it's not like a rented cheer outfit. No, it's it my queens. cheerleading outfit from high school. <laughs> Ew. You don't yeah. wear underwear in it? Nope. No underwear. That's what I tell the guys. I'm gray skin. Wear my cheerleading outfit. No undies. Wow. Yes. Yeah. With eight arms. I'm, I'm hot, dude. Like <laughs> Dominique de Coco. <laughs> oh, boy. Dominique de Coco. So have you been watching anything on while well, you've been stuck at home? Have there been any like good or bad things that you've been watching this week? So I watched um, or watched part of The Captive but with Ryan Reynolds, I told you about, but it was so bad, I turned it mm-hmm. off. Um, Kevin Durand is in it, who I really like. Um, but I always, he usually plays like these like soft, gentle, like, like men. Well, which he was like soft and gentle in this, but like in a pedophile type way. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so... That was disappointing, um, but I also started rewatching No Reservations, Anthony Bourdain show, um, which Kevin Durant doesn't always doesn't he usually play like bad guys? Um, I think it just depends. I I mean, in the strain, he is like a very sweet character, um, oh. and I really loved him in that. But I've seen, he was in Legion, not the one with Dan Stevens, but the one with Paul Bettany. It's like the movie. It was really bad. It was really bad. Like, I've seen it a bunch of times. I don't know why. I think each time I, like, see it as if I, like, expecting to like it more. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. so I watch it yeah. and then I'm like, oh, no, I don't like this. This is really bad. And it's, like, an, an interesting idea because it's about, like, it's kind of like the biblical end of the world, but it's not, like, it's not like the book of revelations, but it's like about this woman who is pregnant and the baby's like, I don't know, some sort of savior or something. So it is kind of like religious, but, um, and, uh, who is it? I think Paul Bettany either plays Gabriel or Michael. And I want to say Gabriel, but like, so he plays the archangel and he's like coming to protect the baby. And I love Paul Bettany too. So, but like, Oh, and, um, and then Kevin Durand is like the, he's kind of like the, like the, he's not the, he's not the villain, but he's the antagonist. Cause he's, 
he's the Archangel Michael, I'm guessing. I'm guessing just based on, you know, their relationship to God. I'm guessing it's Michael because I can't remember. <laughs> so anyway, um, so he's like trying to like kill this baby. And it's just not good. Anyway, I <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in months, but um, but I like Kevin Durant because he's just like, I don't know. He just he's he reminds me of this like, you know, gentle giant, you know, mm-hmm. um, interesting. Yeah. And I'm kind of like looking for something new right now. Oh, I've been I've been watching something called The Riches. It's with Eddie Izzard and um, and Mini Driver. Mm-hmm. And it's like about these con people. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's good. I really like Eddie Izzard. I pretty much like Eddie Izzard in anything he does. You know. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah. So, any about what about you? Um. Yeah, I watched um, I watched an Audrey Hepburn movie called Charade, and um, what's his name? Cary Grant is in it. Who's really, I really like Cary Grant. I do too. Yeah. Uh, what's that one about? So, uh, Audrey Hepburn, her husband gets murdered in the beginning of the movie. And she's trying to figure out who murdered him. But he, their marriage wasn't great. Like, he was very secretive. So she didn't really know what his life was about. She's in France, I believe in the movie and um so she meets these henchmen plus she meets Cary Grant and she's not sure the henchmen are after this fortune that her husband supposedly has and Cary Grant is supposedly on her side but then there's some like fake identities and sort of it's a love story and it's it's pretty clever there's a lot of clever language in it it's not like slapstick or anything it's just is it a comedy wordplay um yeah i mean it's a drama and a comedy but it's not like it's not a joke comedy it's just clever it's there's a lot of wordplay so i like i I like that I, i don't think it's like laugh out loud funny but there are some lines that i was like oh that's that's amusing yeah and it's good it's a good story i I had never seen it. My mom bought it for me like years and years and years ago from like a used, like a used book sale that also had movies and she bought it for me because she knows I like Audrey Hepburn. And so finally this week I was like, oh, I guess I'll watch it. And I liked it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike and I watched an interesting documentary. Um, We streamed it at the same time. We watched, I mean, technically watched it together, but not in the same room, but, um, we watch it's called beyond the mat and that's just like a story about a wrestler um named chris benoit who he killed his family and killed himself oh my god 2008 and it's it's about his story and like wwe sort of like struck his name from their records like they they just sort of like erased him his memory because of like what he did and it was it was really interesting a really sad story but basically you know talking about how concussions multiple concussions can change someone's personality yeah at the time at the time that it happened people blamed it on steroids but then there was a doctor that sort of looked further into it and 
you know, looked at his brain and saw all the brain damage from, like, concussions, but... It was, it's on YouTube on the Vice channel. It's called Beyond the Mat. And it was it was really good. It made me cry a little bit. Oh, maybe I'll watch that. A, he still has a son that's alive um, from a different marriage. And his son was is really heartbreaking to hear his son, you know, talk. So I'd recommend it. I mean, I watch wrestling with Mike, so I, I enjoy wrestling. I, I know the players, some of them. And he fills in things for me that I maybe don't know about. But I think the story is, is pretty good. So even if you don't like wrestling or know wrestlers, you could probably enjoy it. It's really well made. Well, it's true crime too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably yeah. like it. Yeah, you I might. Would yeah, probably I think you probably like would. Yeah. Um, I'll have to check that out. I <clears throat> am trying to watch more documentaries um, just because it's like, I think Why actually <laughs> I might have gotten, I think I got the title wrong. There's a documentary called Beyond the Mat. That's really good. But this is not, I think this is called something different. Let me look it up really quick. Okay. Dark Side okay. of the Ring. Sorry. I was, okay. Okay. So the one that I'm talking about is called Dark Side of the Ring. Um, and that's the one on YouTube. Okay. And then. There, there's a, another wrestling documentary called Beyond the Mat that we also watched, but that's not the same story. It's different. So Dark Side of the Ring is Chris Benoit is the one that we watched on YouTube. Just to correct my mistake. Uh, <laughs> I see. Um, yeah. I saw a movie called My Scientology Movie. I saw that one a while ago that I oh, yeah? wouldn't mind talking about. Yeah. So this movie is about... Um, this guy who's basically, like, recasting, um, members of Scientology to create, like, a movie about them. And it's him, I mean, you don't, like, it doesn't really get into Scientology as a cult, but it does talk about how there are a lot of cover-ups and the people that they have who are leading, like, the, the groups and everything are, like, these horribly abusive people. Um, oh, wow. I mean, ju- yeah, just, like, awful, like, like they're, they're kind of just the type that are, like, you're worthless and this is what, you, you know, like, you're not going to, you're going to end up being nothing, like, you know, like, unless you are going to commit yourself to this. It's just, it's just really negative language. And, hmm. um... It was interesting. It's on it's on Netflix called My Scientology Movie. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really I thought it was really interesting. And um, they like even cast someone to play like Tom Cruise. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And but I've been trying to watch more documentaries just because I really like them. And yeah. they're just so They're just so interesting. Oh, and I also watched this one called I Am Jane Doe about this uh, website called Backpage.com where these, like, children were, like, literally being sold into sexual slavery, like, on this website. And Yeah, it was nasty. And um, it has to – it's, like, two or three girls that – they didn't, like, identify their names, but they were actually talking about kind of, like, their experience and stuff like that. And so – these parents, after these girls got home safely 
I mean, they were still sex trafficked, so like they had horrible things happen to them. But the parents were trying to shut down Backpage.com and trying to get them to be like, um, we messed up. It's not okay to sell children on, or I mean, it's illegal either way, regardless of whether or not they're underage. Like either way, it's still, it's still slavery, you know? Um, I think people define slavery in the way that it was like in the, you know, old South and everything, but slavery, slavery is still a rampant thing in, in all societies. And, I think a lot of people think that sex trafficking doesn't affect, um, you know, little suburbs like where we live. Well, we don't really live. Well, we live in a suburb, but you know what I mean? Like suburbs where we live or, or, um, you know, in the United States or whatever, but it's, it's huge here. And it's just, it's really like eye opening to see how this website was able to get away with all of this stuff, all this horrible illegal activity. And the thing is that, the people who are like representing the website were like, well, sorry, can't do anything about it. Like, not my problem. And it's just like, when are you going to own up and realize that there are children that are being sold? Like, what? What? Yeah. How is this not your problem? Like, this should be everyone's problem. Like, this is, you know, this is a big deal. And um, it, it, it was interesting. It's called I Am Jane Doe. It's on Netflix. I would recommend it. It's not, Yeah. as far as the topic goes, it doesn't have, it's not like hugely emotional or anything like you think it might be. It's more just about these, these parents, these awesome parents trying to fight this website that is just like, just a, you know, super shitty website. So, um, yeah. Interesting. That sounds interesting. I, um. I think I've heard that our city has a pretty big sex trafficking like business is what I've yeah, heard. It does. So yeah. I think, I, I, think I think it's women everywhere. Are exploited, I think around the globe, women and men are exploited more, more women than men in terms of sex trafficking. And Unfortunately, the business makes a lot of money, so I I don't know if it will ever end. But yeah. I think that we can always work to save people from it. Yeah. Never, I never stop trying to save people from it, but it's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. I don't mean it to, is. It sounded really doom and gloom, but I, I don't know. It's I mean, without it getting is. too far <laughs> into it, it's, it's pretty bad. It's, it is. It's very bad. Um, but did you want to talk about the movie? Yes, I have okay. a lot to say. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's talk. So what did you think? <laughs> I thought this movie was so scary. <laughs> did you really? But I thought it was also really lame. Like I thought it was terribly stupid, but still there was stuff that scared me throughout and I wasn't expecting it to be as quite as scary as it was but there was I mean there's so much dumb stuff I actually laughed out loud a couple times <laughs> I did at too. things that were supposed to be serious and weren't but there was also just some things some imagery and some things that they did that that still spooked me but I am a I'm a chicken as soon as the movie started so the movie opens up with a kid in his bed 
and then it, the camera sort of travels through the house and they show like a silhouette in a window and that scared me and then they showed that old woman's face and I was like oh I hate this movie already so <laughs> I I got freaked out more than once oh it's it's so funny because the entire time I was like oh oh boy like this is terrifying I roll <laughs> you know like I I didn't find it to be scary. This is also the second time I'd seen it. Um, I mean, it also been like 10 years, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't think it was scary at all. I thought it was I thought it was extraordinarily stupid. Um, oh, I thought it was stupid, <clears throat> but I oh, yeah. was scared. <laughs> well, so like I do have to say, though, that one part where it's like, I think maybe like 45 minutes in or something and um uh, Rose Byrne's character runs up to the the baby's room and she sees the man standing there. Yeah. I have to say though, the first time I saw that, that flipped me out. Like I was like, "What? Oh my god!" You know. Um, yeah. But when she heard, I thought that like the scene with the baby monitor was spooky, but it would have been spookier if I didn't already see a superior baby monitor scene in the movie Signs. Oh, like, that's a much better, a much better use of, like, the baby monitor picking up some really freaky stuff. But this one's still scary, like, when she heard the man's voice. I, know, so the, I, yeah, yeah I, I actually have to say that as a trope, that the baby monitor is one of my favorites. Because yeah, I, I think I it's super it. spooky. Like, well done. Like, is. if it's well yeah. done, it can be really fucking scary. Yeah, and, I thought it, it's, it's. It, I agree. I like it as well. Yeah. Have you ever seen Paranormal Activity? Mm-mm. Okay, there's a, I think it's in the second one, and they have that where they do, like, the um, the baby monitor and, like, you can hear something on there. That, I wouldn't, I would not recommend those movies for you. I think they'd be no, too scary for you. <laughs> I, I, I believe they will. That's why I've never seen them, because yeah. I think they'd be too scary for me. Because they were a little scary limits. for me, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. No, well, not now. Thing or any sort of, any yeah. sort of, like, picking up a, um, a signal with, like, audio signal of some kind is pretty freaky. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, yeah. I mean, White Noise tried to do it, the movie. Oh, Did you ever see White Noise? Yeah, I did Those movie's movie. terrible. That was but, a weird movie. Ugh, it's fucking dumb. I had, like, a really bad... So I'm just <laughs> just going to go on a little rant here. But there is a part in White Noise where this woman jumps off a building and it's like easily like 15 stories, you know, and she lands on like an awning and she's like totally fine except for a bruise on her cheek. And I was like, OK, so I guess, you know, physics don't work in this world because she'd be dead. Like, she wouldn't survive. What? Haven't you ever seen a, a cartoon? Bonnie <laughs> always catch you. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, it's just, I'm like, okay, all right. That's yeah, no, that's that. bad. <laughs> I, if you're going to defy physics in a movie, you have to really make it believable. Because oh, yeah. Because if I'm, I, I'm not always on board with that either. Like No. It's, well, it's and you good. have to do it like across the board. You can't just like use it randomly yeah. when it's convenient when for it's you. Convenient. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did have one. I have one comment about this movie that something that really drove me nuts, really okay. bothered me. What's that? And 
<laughs> I'm going to paint a picture for you because I this is what I envisioned. So the camera person for this movie is four foot three and weighs 90 pounds and the camera was just too heavy for him because every <laughs> shot is angled like they're tipping over <laughs> like there was and there was this one shot that was supposed to be really intense of the like the ghost woman walking up the stairs near the end when the dad is in like the further or whatever yeah and the camera like almost turned all the way around and i think for extra spookiness or something i don't know but it's like they, the Dutch angle, they couldn't get enough of it in this movie. And it started what is that? really being funny. It's like, you know, when you see like a tilted shot, like a Dutch angle. Okay. Up, I've never, yeah, I've never actually even heard of that. Um, that is <laughs> so funny. That's like, it's like the Hunger Games. Like the Hunger Games where they, like, was it taken on someone who was just, like, just constantly, like, having a seizure? Because, like, that's what it felt like watching that movie. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Like, and I, I did throw up in the theater um, <laughs> when I saw Hunger Games. <laughs> it was like, because it yeah. was too much. Um, so this is, I looked up the Wikipedia definition just so our listeners, okay? The okay. Dutch angle. The Dutch angle is a type of camera shot which involves setting the camera at an angle on its roll axis so that the shot is composed with vertical lines at an angle to the side of the frame or so that the horizon line of the shot is not parallel with the bottom of the camera frame. This produces a, a viewpoint akin to tilting one's head to the side. In cinematography, the Dutch angle is one of many cinematic techniques often used to portray psychological uneasiness or tension. Well, they tried on this one, and <laughs> so I actually have something to too say much. about that. They used it too much. <laughs> I thought, so I thought that what of what what would have been a more interesting story is if Renee, who's plays who's Roseburn, if Renee was mm-hmm. like slowly losing her mind, and this whole, well, okay, I wouldn't have done. <laughs> like I'm like okay I wouldn't have done there's just too much to redo if you wanted to make it a good story yeah I know <laughs> well like and also um one of my number one things that really really bothered me was that I didn't think the ghosts were scary because they looked like people in makeup you know like I don't know that's not scary to me like I can see that on YouTube I can see that on Instagram I can see you know what I mean it's just like so oh good for you you have a couple palettes of like gray so you can make people look gray like awesome um I think generally the scarier stuff is when you only see like shadows or you hear things moving or you hear voices but once you see the monster a lot of the time it takes it away I agree because I did not think the demon was scary at all like it looked oh, like, Darth he Maul? looked like Darth Maul. Yes, Darth Maul. Yes. <laughs> he looked like Darth Maul. And I thought, this guy is not scary. The, the only the reason he's scary is because he like jumps out. And so that makes you jump. Yeah. Or when the old woman was like describing him in like her whisper voice, that was freaky. But Yeah, it was actually, freaky, yeah. 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 That woman that woman is scary. I feel like I've seen her in other things where she plays like a freaky woman. You know, I think she, Lynn Shay, that's Lynn her, Shea. Yeah. yeah, that's her name. Um, I'm going to look right now. I think she's in a lot of like spookier stuff. Yeah. Uh, she was, so she was kind of freaky. 
She's in the new Penny Dreadful. They're making a new one. Um, I think this one takes place in New Orleans. Um, yeah, she was in like The Grudge. She was in. Um, she was in a lot of the Insidious movies. Wait, why how is she that in... possible? Yeah, I was, she, just, I was, she died. Yeah, she gets murdered. Maybe they're maybe they're prequels or something. She was. Oh, in Ouija, Origin of Evil. She was in The Midnight Man, which I kind of watched part of, but I didn't finish because it was bad. Um, Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. So that's actually oh a movie. Gosh. Yeah. Um, All the movies you're naming, I haven't seen, <laughs> so I don't know where I've seen her, but I've definitely seen her in something. Um, yeah, uh, she, I don't know. I think you're going to have to look it oh, up. Oh, she was on... She was on, like, TV shows, like, Frasier. Oh, there you go. <laughs> known, known scary movie, Frasier. Oh, she's in there something about Mary as well. Yeah. It's more my speed, Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Uh, oh, she was in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, was she? Who was she playing Dumb and Dumber? I don't know. I just see it. Oh, she was on The Signal. Did you ever see The Signal? With, Is that with, with Lawrence Br- uh, with Brenton Thates, too, or whatever, Thwaites, Brenton Thwaites? They find, like, a house in the middle of nowhere, and then things just go crazy i wanted to see that yeah i wanted to see that is it good it's good okay i'm gonna have to watch that for sure she's the mom she's the mom from detroit rock city that's how i know her oh i've never seen that one um that's a good one dude i like messed up my like i have like a really bad crick in my neck or something because i have like this whole like muscle on the side of my neck that it kind of, like, hurts when I move it. I don't know what's going Uh-oh. on with me. I'm falling apart. You need to do some stretches. Every time I exercise, so I thought... my, my body's like, I hate you. And I'm like, why? I'm trying to make you better. And it's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to be healthier. <laughs> no exercise. <sighs> no exercise ever. Um, so like, there's, fine, there's fine. a scary movie trope that really bothers me that is prevalent in this movie and i've seen it in another scary movie. wait can i guess can i guess what it is yeah sure is it the husband that doesn't believe the wife no actually oh i have more to say about that but okay that's not it do you want one more try yeah um no i don't no tell me it's um lights that don't light up a room Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I would have never gotten that. Um, like, early on in the movie, she goes down to the downstairs part of the house, and she turns on a light, and the light doesn't change. Like, it doesn't light anything up. And then just throughout the, the movie, like, the little kid, Dalton, is playing with, like, a little lantern instead of lighting. It's just, it's like they went another way to make it seem like, well, the electricity oh. is pointless because nothing is really, the rooms are all kind of, like, weirdly dim. I don't know. Like the descent where they're in a cave, but it's like a well-lit cave. Yeah, that's the opposite, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, why isn't this, like, technology working? Um, so, okay, so I want to say the first thing that happens, the first big event that happens is when little Dalton, who's played by Ty Simpkins, is on that uh, ladder and he falls down and he hits his head. It mm-hmm. fucking, like, I, it drove me nuts that their first instinct wasn't to go, oh, shit, we need to take him to a doctor because he hit his head. Like. Yeah. I thought I was that was like, weird, too. 
they're like, oh, you're bleeding. Well, you're fine. I'd be like, no, uh-uh. You go to the doctor immediately for that stuff because you have no idea. Like, the, I mean, and then he fell into a coma and I was kind of like, well, that's because you didn't take him to a doctor. Like, duh. And then, but I don't know, the fact that they were, they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. He has no, nothing wrong in his brain scan. I was just like, oh, brother. Like, okay. <laughs> that whole scene was like really corny because like once again another angle like a dutch angle they can't just show them straight on they show everything like slightly askew and he's like yeah there's nothing wrong with him i don't know why he's in a coma and i thought okay so <laughs> well it's kind of, you kind of want to be like well you're not a very good doctor then are you <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> Well, I guess the thing that was happening to him wasn't medical. He was astral projecting himself and he got lost. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that doctors couldn't figure it out. But at the same time, I I think the premise, like the entire plot, is so dumb. Like, the old woman basically explains it. Lynch's yeah. character is like, he, he's able to, his soul is able to leave his body, but he just thinks it's dreams, but... He got lost and didn't come back, and now other spirits want his body. And I thought, that's why couldn't they just make him like in a coma because he hit his head, and spirits could still want to get into his body? But instead, they had to use this like astral projection nonsense, just convoluting a stupid plot even further. Yeah. Speaking of further, as soon as she said he got lost in a place called the further, I thought, <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> it's pretty bad. The further I was like, wow, I, don't, don't, please don't try too hard to come up with a cool name yeah, for this place. Like, good, yeah, it's like, yeah, is it like, over there? No, it's further. Oh, great. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like if they called then, it the far away. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's actually, I wish they would have called it the far away. I, I just, but really stupid. And the acting was really like over the top, but bad. Yeah. Not quite over the it wasn't quite over the top enough, but it was still bad and over the top. Like I feel like there's like a threshold you can cross if you're a wife and you're going crazy because you think your house is haunted, you can be like over the top bland and then over the top enough to be like, Okay, I kinda believe this, but she was over the top bland. Does that yeah. make sense? Well the first of all, so I don't think I've ever seen a movie of Rose Burns where she didn't cry. Like, I, and, like, honestly, and I like Rose Byrne, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. like, I enjoy her movie, well, not her movies, I enjoy her as an actress, I think that she's not, she's not terrible, this movie was terrible, but, yeah, the acting was so boring, yeah, as an actress, I do like her, but, again, I've just never seen a movie of hers where she hasn't cried, like, she cried, like, the entire time in Troy, and then that's the only other movie I can think of. But, you know, that's that's enough. Jeez. <laughs> I don't I don't need evidence to support my hypothesis. <laughs> I liked her in um, in uh, what's the movie with Kristen Wiig? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. She was funny. I don't like bridesmaids. Her her husband, her husband's kids, her stepkids basically didn't like her and they would swear at her and she'd be like, oh, that's another quarter in the swear jar just to make it look like she was in charge. But she wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, she cried in that one, too, I think. Yeah, I think you're Uh, right. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, I shouldn't judge. I'm a crier as well, but 
it's almost like she's cast into a corner where they're like, oh, you're like the overly sensitive, you know, whatever. So just cry a lot, like all the time. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> you know, like. Well, <laughs> to your point, at, at least in this movie, it kind of made sense. But um, yeah, to your point sure. about the husband not believing the wife, I actually agree with you that the plot could have been so much improved if none of this was real and it was all in her head. Yes. But the fact that it it is real and the husband did believe her, I actually kind of liked because I don't, I get sick of that storyline. Like, just like you said, like it's a trope, but I like that she showed him like she dropped the bloody sheet in his lap. And then that evening he said, okay, I believe you let's leave. And then they left. And I thought, Oh good. We don't have to watch their like marriage fall apart, you know? Cause yeah. I'm so tired. Like, it is really tired. Movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I have an issue with, like, it's not it's not so much like, okay, if at first he's like, okay, maybe you're just kind of, you know, like you need a break or something, um, you know, like you're overstressed. Um, they have three kids, and that baby would not stop crying. And, like, that is, oh, my God, Sam, that's such a big thing that really bothers me. I don't want to watch a movie where a baby cries the entire time. Like, why would I want to watch that? I, that's annoying. <laughs> it's it's like... I think I think the baby was, like, being t- tormented by the ghosts as well. But they never even showed it or even hinted to it. So it doesn't... Well, he was in the room with the, the baby monitor and in the room. Oh, that's true. I agree. Okay. I don't think you're wrong. I agree. I don't want to watch a movie with a baby crying the whole time either. But maybe they should have, like, showed it a little bit stronger that, like, the baby was seeing the ghosts come in and out you know yeah um yeah i I just what what was that what i just remembered something that i thought was going to be really spooky and ended up being not as spooky the little boy the little the other little brother who they apparently forgot about i don't know where he went he disappeared when they moved they must have left him at the old house because when they went to the new house you never saw him (laughs) You're right. So I don't know if they That's left right. him there. That's right. He's but... like not. He's like not mentioned in the end. Like there's like yeah, and they must have ran out of the budget for kids because <laughs> the baby was also. They just were like, and the, and the kids are at your your mother's house or whatever, and she's like, yeah, and so they must have ran out of the budget because once they moved into the new house, I think they just left their kids <laughs> except for Dalton. Well, um, like, and why? Boy, why not make the movie where they just have one child? Well, you then know? they couldn't have the baby monitor. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I agree. I... They could still have a baby monitor. And also, they don't have to do the baby monitor thing. They could have made it, <laughs> I don't know, a better they movie. They could have done it like a radio. <laughs> they could have done like a radio thing or something. Yeah, I mean, there's... trying to find a radio station and they... The thing it, but... is about ghosts or whatever movies or demon movies or whatever is that the beautiful thing is that there's so many different ways that you can go about this. But instead, they went yeah. about it ways that are like... Uh, okay uh, you know I mean and it's back to what you were saying about how when they show a like a ghost versus like just like the subtlety of like a haunting and I think that's like when I was saying like paranormal activity I think it's what makes paranormal activity so scary is because mm-hmm. you never see anything it's all like it's all just like invisible entity or entity entities whatever well it's just one entity his name is toby and he's a demon which in my opinion 
why the hell is a, a demon named Toby? That's like the most basic <laughs> name ever. Like that always bothered me. I was like, really? The name of the demon is Toby? Like, okay. Like, <laughs> like my grandmother had a cat named Toby. So that's where my mind's at. <laughs> I wish, what if it was a demon named Whiskers? <laughs> yeah, there we go. I Mitt- yeah. Mittens. <laughs> Mittens. Um, so. But anyway, yeah, go on. Well, there was this, there was a part that really freaked me out at first, and the mom was sitting with the little boy after they brought Dalton and his, like, home, like, sorry, after they brought Dalton home, so he had, like, a hospital bed at home, so he was in a coma still, but they had him back in, in the house, and she was putting the other little boy to bed, and he said, I want to change rooms because I'm afraid of Dalton. I don't like when he walks around at night. Yes. And it's actually giving me chills right now because then it showed him later in bed looking across the hallway at Dalton. And the whole time I was like, is he going to get up and start walking? Around? And I was so f- spooked. I was so freaked out. And then the kid heard creaking. And there was a lot of cre- like this family just needed some WD-40 because every door <laughs> creaked. It was terrible, but so then there was some creaking and then he got up and shut his door and got under the covers and I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to get real. This is so scary. (laughs) And then it just turned into like the mom freaking out. And that part was scary with like the guy that was outside her window, like walking back and forth and then the guy in the baby's nursery, like it was spooky, but I really would have liked to seen maybe Dalton walking around or seen something happen because that's what they set up. And then that never happened. So why is he talking? Maybe that's why they left him at the house, because he's crazy, because Dalton never gets up and walks around. (laughs) I don't understand it. Well, I I agree with you. And actually, I remember that part, too, because I was like, oh, I was like, wait, did he just say that Dalton gets up and walks around? I was like, ooh, that's spooky. But I was, like, excited, because I was like, yeah, like, scare me. I want to be scared. Like, I don't, I watch scary movies for the thrill of it. I watch scary movies to get scared, you know, like, but... I, I just well, watched I watch so many. The, I watch them for the angles. <laughs> I watch I'm just kidding. I just watch so many, though, that I, I don't, I'm just not as scared. Like, I'm not that scared by stuff like that, you know? It, yeah. I mean, it takes mm-hmm. a lot. And I have to say that the stuff that does stick with me tends to be more psychological than, um, than ghosts. However, yeah. that being said, if a ghost movie is done correctly and is done well, then yeah, I could be on board with that. But they just so rarely are, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think I think there's a big, it's a problem, honestly, because as a filmmaker, if you want to show your monster, be it a ghost, a monster, an alien, anything, if you want to show it, you're probably 75% of the time you're going to, you're going to ruin any sort of fear or suspense you've built up. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Well, and it's just like, it's like, okay, if they're, if they are having an issue with budget, which we don't know for sure or not, but like, let's say they are. Why? It seems like they were. The production was pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was pretty bad. Um, It's like, then take out all of the, the people that are ghosts and just be subtle about it. Use tricks, you know, use like sounds and, and, um, and, you know, I mean, if your act, if your actors aren't good or they can't emote well enough, then it's not going to be a good film because yeah. 
they have to carry the majority of it. And if they can't carry it, right. then A, why should the viewer care? Because we're not attached to these people because they suck. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And B, then what's even the point of making a movie if the acting's not good? Because that's like the whole point of a movie is to show <laughs> people acting. Um, I, I, I just like, I don't know. I, I felt that there, the explanations for just how things were in the world were just kind of stupid. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and the whole, like, the whole fact that there was, like, no pictures of the dad, but then later they did show pictures of the dad, I thought could have been really creepy, and it wasn't to me. I, it was, like, I really, what I really liked that concept, but in how it played out, I didn't. I didn't think it was as good, but I like no. the concept of, of like, oh, I took pictures and it was getting closer to you every time. Like that's kind of chilling. But then they showed the pictures and I was like, whatever. And the, yeah, you know, like, well, and they need to so do maybe it showing like, like one picture without her face, just like some weird, like, cause in, in sign or in, in the ring, when they show the pictures and their faces are all blurry, I think that's really creepy. I think so, I think so too. Show some sort of anomaly around him but not show like a like an obvious photoshopped like blurry old lady face you know yeah Does that well make sense? well so um i'm i'm gonna ask you this question knowing that the answer is probably gonna be no <laughs> but i'm gonna ask it anyway <laughs> um have you ever seen the picture of like the little ghost boy and i think the amity house amity horror house or whatever the original no. okay <laughs> yeah see i knew that um so it's it's a picture, it's like, you almost don't even notice him because, um, and I don't, I don't know how real it is. Uh, my skeptical mind is like, it's probably just a little boy, like a human, um, you know, like a living. I think, didn't they come out and say that they made that all up, the Amity thing? I'm not sure, but it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me. I thought, I, I thought that I listened to, with Mike, we listened, there's a show, there's a podcast called Skeptoid. And I thought we oh. listened to an episode where they said they made it up. But anyway, I'm sorry. I thought no, you it's okay. you're up on all that. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Um, I did try and watch both movies. <laughs> the one with um, James <laughs> Brolin and the one with um, Ryan Reynolds. And I thought both of them were extraordinarily boring. So I didn't finish okay. them. Uh, the, the remake with Ryan Reynolds was so overacted and so bad. And the James Brolin one, the entire time I was like, oh, my God, he looks just like Christian Bale. Like, <laughs> oh, really? oh, my God, it's insane. Like you, I'm not kidding. Look up James Brolin, Christian Bale. And or I could even text you a picture. You want me to just text you one? Sure. <laughs> OK, so. um, OK, I can't do it while I'm talking or I'm not going to be able to anyway, concentrate. So you but, were talking um, about the Amityville ghost boy. Oh, yeah. So. It's a picture of a stairway, and you can see a couple rooms, like, up the stairs, and one of the rooms is on the far left, and it's just a picture of a little boy who's peeking out of the room. Mm-hmm. And it's very subtle, and you don't really even notice it at first. If you're just going to glance at it, you're probably not even going to notice it, but then you look at it, and it like it's like, I'm getting goosebumps telling you about this, because it yeah, freaks me I out. See- like. <laughs> you remember those there was a there was like a trend for a while when the internet was kind of new of people sending 
videos and being like, watch this video. And it's like a car driving down the road and then it's like scary face pops out. Yeah, I hated those. That traumatized me so much that... Dude, me too. Even still, when people ask me to watch videos, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat a lot of the time still thinking, is this a real video or is this going to be a joke? Oh, I God. I also saw... I've seen, I remember around that time seeing posts of like, look at these pictures, you'll, you'll crap your pants when you see it. And it's just a bunch of stuff like that with like hidden faces or things, you know, that or you're like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. when you see it. Those like, creepy Whoa. the fuck <laughs> out. Like those, yeah. especially ones where it's like a dark tunnel and they're like, just wait until you see it. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> not even going to look. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like... not going to wait. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Oh. So. Um. Yeah, I, no, I totally know. And, but anyway, but what I'm saying is that there's something to be said about, um, you know, subtlety. Subtlety. Yeah. And like, like there, there's that one scene where, uh, Renee is following around a little boy. Like, she's like, this is a kid. That's not my child. Mm -hmm. And then she opens up. A, like a wardrobe and the kid just like jumps out and like giggles and runs away and I didn't think that was part was particularly scary at all um I wasn't sure what they were really trying to do with it other than to just be like have her be like oh my god this place is haunted but I, w- yeah. I was kind of just like I is he there for a reason does he have something to do with this like what why is the reason that he's there and also they're kind of breaking their own rules by saying like, oh, so this kid, Dalton, is in, he's alive and he's astral projecting and <laughs> and these, you know, beings from the further are trying to take over his body, but they like can't quite get there yet or something. But for some reason, there's like a bunch of, you know, these ghosts or creatures or whatever that are just like living among them. Because that's essentially what is going on. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really understand why all the ghosts and creatures weren't fighting with each other. Right. Why were they fighting with the family? It seems like they would fight with each other to get into this boy's body. Like, survival you know, of the fittest in the further. Yeah, and, and also, this could have been, if they had rewritten the script, um, this yeah, could have been an actually... page one rewrite. Yeah, <laughs> this could have actually been, like, a, a good comedy like a dark comedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'd watch that. I That sounds hilarious. Like, all the ghosts find out that there's a body that they could inhabit. So they're all sort of like <laughs> battling. To yeah. Into it. Like that would be funny. But it, it's just, I don't know. I, I, well, just... I think, I think this movie had, because, you know, when she, she puts the record on and then she takes the trash out. And then she hears that the song has changed. That's spooky. I think that's that that's was spooky. A good spooky yeah. Moment. She looks inside. She sees a figure. That's spooky. Yeah. And I think okay, still spooky. But then when she's chasing the and he's got that weird laugh and she's chasing him around the house. I'm like, I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So there's so many times when there's a line that they haven't quite crossed that I think not bad, still scary. I mean, yeah. I think the concept is pretty stupid all the way through. But still kind of scary. But then they cross that line and I immediately am like, nope, not scary anymore. So I. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's like. um, So, OK, this kind of reminds me of a episode of Angel. And I don't. Did you ever watch Angel? Or were you 
you're more of a, no, a Buffy I watched fan, Buffy. right? Okay. I yeah, I, I don't personally. I don't really like Angel as a character, so I'm oh, never I interested him. in his show. <laughs> so it's but funny because I, like... I, um, it's funny because I really like Sarah Michelle Gellar actually, but I don't like Buffy. I don't know why. I've tried many, many times to watch the show, and I just can't get into it. But I love oh, really? Angel. I love Angel. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but there's I like an, Buffy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's maybe. I maybe kind of just grew out of it because they were in high school, so I was like not interested in watching people in high school. Like I, I maybe like jumped on the bandwagon a little too late, you know. So by the time I watched. I watched Buffy when I was in college. That's the first time. I've ever <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, okay. it, it never fine. appealed to me. I don't know why. But like, but I love Angel. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a scene or there's a part where there is a little boy who is possessed by a demon and they're trying to get um, to exercise the demon and they get the demon out and the, the, the demon's like, you don't understand I was not in control in that little boy's body. That little boy is pure evil. Like, Ooh. yeah, like it was like, I'm getting goosebumps telling you. <laughs> it's like, it was super creepy. And I wish they had done something like that where, you know, if they were going to do like a psychological route, they could have done something where it's like a, their son is maybe on the, um, and I know people use this term in order to talk about like autism, but I'm going to use it as in the, as far as like um, like murderers go, <laughs> like on the on the sure. spectrum yeah. of like like on the spectrum of being like a serial killer. Like if he had maybe oh, okay. you yeah. know set some fires or tortured some animals or peed the bed, those are all signs. Those that's called the what? dark. Yeah, that's that's called the dark triad. Peeing the bed. Doesn't yeah. every kid pee the bed? Well, it's the three together. That's what makes it scary. So if like... Oh, tell me one more time. Sorry. I so, was caught up in the pee the bed thing. Torturing small animals, peeing okay, the bed, and setting fires mm-hmm. is usually a sign that someone is going to be a psychopath. Really? Or, or a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like peeing the bed past the normal age? Yep. Or just ever? Like when just they're past, years old, they past the, the normal age. It's got to be all three okay. together. Or... Like, well, it doesn't have to be all three together. Like, if you're not peeing the bed, but you're, like, torturing animals and you're setting fires, there's probably something really wrong with you. If you're just peeing the bed and you're maybe fascinated with fire, you're probably going to be okay. But obviously the torturing animals is, like, the big, like, that's, like, the big big. enchilada. Yeah, Yeah, that's the big, uh, that's the big thing that that. goes, eh, there's something really wrong with this child because he's okay with torturing animals. Oh, you just reminded me of something in the movie. Are you done? I don't want to interrupt you. Are you done? I'm done. Okay, so... <laughs> wait, am I done? So... Yeah, yeah, I'm done. No, I just... Okay. Wait, wait, sorry. Like, um... No, it's I ju- okay. I just think it would have been a more interesting story if it was a psychological thriller and the mom was losing her mind, but maybe, like, the kid was yeah. part of it. You know, the kid... Either he fell yeah. into the coma and he was genuinely in a coma because he did hit his head, and these creatures that she's seeing or whatever, and as long as they were done in a subtle way... Could have just been her like, no, 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 my child isn't in a coma. There's something else going on with him because she literally can't comprehend the idea that her child is in a coma. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. like what they yeah, did, that, which that was stupid. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so anyway, go on. What were you saying? No, I, I think I think you're onto something. I like that. I like that idea. Like more of like a psychological journey. Of, yeah. Of her psychological journey. Yeah. Yeah. But no. But I would have rather had a different something. actress, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't I don't think yeah. Rose Byrne could really play that. Like Kate Winslet would have been awesome in that role. Yep, I you agree. know? Yeah. Um yeah. but anyway, go on. So so after they have the woman Elise come over and confirm that there's a go you know, like what's happening, the son's body, like there's demons and ghosts that want to inhabit the body. The dad, uh, Patrick Wilson's character, sort of kicks her out because he's like, I don't want to hear this anymore. And then he goes into Dalton's room and he's like, Dalton, buddy, just tell me where you are. Are you here? And then a picture falls to the floor and he goes over and he looks at all these weird drawings. And the thing that made me laugh is that the family moved houses and they still hung up these weird, creepy drawings that he did. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Like... He drew a weird picture of like a, a red door and like a red face with black eyes and like scare like a scary monster. And I thought, what were they, what were they thinking when they were hanging these pictures up? Like Dalton's gonna love these happy pictures that make him want to come back to us. What a, what a weird like I don't. That was that was one moment when I was laughing out loud because I thought if my kid if I was like hanging up pictures to like make the room seem cheerier for my comatose child I'd probably be like let's put these ones well, in the drawer <laughs> and hang up these other nicer ones. Like, well, yeah, and also like they didn't look at the photos and be like, "There's something wrong here," you know, like immediately. They just yeah. like they just hung them up and, and we're like, "That's fine." Then my child was drawing demons. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, and like. Like, I I just I can't believe it. I could. It was it was really funny. But then, I um I did like. I also just thought of something else. Something that I did like when one of the you know there's like the two like assistants, Elise's assistants. They came yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. And the one guy was like using um using the color the those color slides to see things, and I yeah. thought that was really spooky the way he changed colors. And I'm like, what's it gonna show? What's it gonna show? And then it showed ghosts the one time. And even though they showed ghosts, I thought that was well done because it was very fast. And you, you know, like, oh, gosh, they're there. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of showing the ghosts, that quick flash, I thought was well done. That moment. I, you know what I'm talking about? I thought so, too. Yeah. I kind of liked the ghost. I call them on my notes. I call them the ghost bros. Um, <laughs> yeah. I kind of liked them because... The, the like the fact that they were like arguing with each other in the beginning i was kind of like again if this had been a comedy those guys would have been perfect for that yeah they would have been yep. hilarious and i thought that they're like for the subject matter and for like the way that the movie is i thought that they were inappropriately funny like i didn't think that they yes. should have been funny um they were like weirdly wacky for the yeah was not wacky Exactly. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have been wacky. I don't know. There's just there's so many places that this thing, this movie could have gone. And one of the issues, one of the biggest issues I had too, was um the music. It was so like, oh, is <laughs> there a scary part coming up? I couldn't tell yeah. by the crescendo of music. Like it's just, <laughs> it, it, it's like, it, you know, what what was that movie that I was talking about? Oh yeah, I was talking about the forest. Um. With Natalie Dormer, where oh, yeah. there's something to be said about 
use the tools that you have to your advantage and use them mm-hmm. for like to like to your advantage like use them and in a way that is not having these loud crescendos of music where you're like oh my god it's so annoying stop like you know what i mean like you're like i don't want to hear this music um but it, it it's it's just i don't I, I no i agree with you i thought i thought it was i thought they used like the tiny tim song a little bit too much because i think there's like this like the tiptoe through the tulips because his voice is kind of high and kind of creepy. So I think they were like, let's capitalize on this to the max. And I think they just like overdid it. I think so too. Um, I, um, I didn't even know that that was like, what was that? Is that the singer? Tiny Tim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Tiptoe through the tulips. I liked it. I really liked it in the scene when she heard the music change and she's outside, I thought yeah. it was really good, really well used. But then they used it again when they, like, the dad was in the further with the little boy. And another thing I don't get, why did the dad, oh, I have a whole bunch to say about the weird well, wait, mask, okay, mask wait. seance. So, and then, so we can get to that, but okay. um, if I start now, I won't, so. <laughs> okay, well, let me, let me talk about that, the music for a second. Um, let's go back to that. So, yeah, there are, um... There are like a couple of movies and I can't think of them off the top of my off the top of my head, but there are a couple of movies that use kind of like oh, okay. So Jeepers Creepers was is one of those movies where I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily Jeepers say Jeepers Creepers is really great, but it is kind of spooky. It does like it kind I of I saw con- Jeepers Creepers part two. But oh, I did never you? saw the first one. I yeah. like the first one. It's with Justin Long. Um, okay. Yeah. And, um, they're playing Jeepers Creepers, you know, like Jeepers Creepers, look at those people. And they play it throughout the entire movie. So every time you hear it, you're like, oh shit, something bad's going to happen. Like you're like on Mm -hmm. edge. Now, I think that that's what they were trying to do in in Insidious, but they did not do it the right way. Instead it was like, they were like, oh, like if you hear this song, then you're going to associate it with bad things. Well, but I don't, I just associate it with like, why are they playing the song again? You know? And like, you can't only have it twice in a film and be like, oh my God, this is going to trigger something in you because it's not, it's not enough. And, and, um, I don't, I don't know who directed this, but they did not do a good job. And (laughs) it's just like. It's but I find that again with a lot of horror movies where the you know, there's just so very few um, directors out there who can really catch the subtlety of a good horror film. And I'm thinking a lot of Guillermo del Toro because especially his Spanish speaking films like there was one that was called like, I don't know, it's called. (laughs) I can't remember what it's called. It's called something like, are you afraid of the dark? But it's not called, are you afraid of the dark? It's like, um, I don't know. It's something like that. Whatever. It's with Katie Holmes. It's not good. And, um, that one I thought was really bad, but that was his English speaking one. And then he did mama too. And I didn't think that one was scary either. That one was slightly better, but like, there's a, there's like the whole thing that bothers me where there's like the twins, but they're played by the same actor and there's like no reason oh, yeah. for them to be twins. Like they were both played by, um, Oh, fuck his he plays um he played uh uh one of the Lannister twins in Game of Thrones. Uh what's his, his name? name? 
He played Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Um. Uh. Something Walter Custo. I can't remember his name. I'm sure there's someone gonna be listening out there like it's something, and I'm like whatever. Anyway. I hope they're. I hope they're shouting. It's something. <laughs> it's something. Um. It's definitely something. <laughs> it is something. You were right. So with with that though, like the, so, uh, you know they played twins, but there's no reason for them to play twins. And it wasn't that scary, but then I'm thinking about his Spanish-speaking films, like The Orphanage, which was really good mm-hmm. and really freaking yeah. spooky. Like, re- like that one, and that one stays with you too because the ending is is so devastating. Yeah, it's it's intense. and so it's awful. A really good movie. <laughs> like, yeah. and then like um, uh, one of his. I think you should watch this film. I think that you would like it. It is a little spooky. I wouldn't say it's really scary, but it definitely like it sticks with you. Called The Devil's Backbone. And, um, it's like about a kids in like a boys reformatory in Spain. I want to say it's in Spain. And, um, there's like a little boy that's haunting and you do see him, but he's creepy. Like he's not, Yeah. it's like, it's well done. And it's like done in ways where like you, the first time you see him is like in the reflection of a pool. So you're like, what did I just see? Did I just see uh, something? Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, well, like, in, in the, even in the orphanage, like, they show the little boy with, like, the mask on. And that's yeah. creepy, that mask he wears. Oh, so. it was super creepy. That, like, burlap yeah. sack. I mean, yeah, it was super creepy. And, um, you know, even in, like, um, uh, what is it? What Lies Beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford. There mm-hmm. are... and. I actually watched that recently, and I was like, okay, this is still pretty decent. Like, this is still a pretty decent movie as far as things, you know, how things go. I wouldn't say it's the scariest film, but they definitely are a lot better at doing subtlety and making you creeped out, like, and unnerved. Yeah. Versus this one, which mm-hmm. is just like, look, it's a ghost, and I'm going to shove it in your face like a pile of Play-Doh, and you're going to get it all up your nose and be like, <laughs> like, I get it. I don't know. I don't know. I doesn't everyone compare scary movies to giving getting a pile of play doh shoved in your face? Like that's just like a saying. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, the whole time I was watching it. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I I know what you're saying. Yeah. This movie just fell flat. It did a bunch of ways. It really did. But so I did have something to say about the weird gas mask seance scene. I. I feel like they they tried to like they tried to do some creepy things when she walked into the room and she was whispering and describing. Oh, Lin Lin Shay, Lin Shay's character. Yeah, I liked that. I liked the whispering, but then she put on like they had this like weird seance thing, and she put on a weird gas mask, and I thought they were only doing that for like a creepy visual. Yeah, I have no idea why she wore it. Otherwise, it was just a creepy visual, and it was weird. Well, it was, um, she was, like, connected to, her mask was, like, connected to one of the ghost bros, um, like, he was hearing her. his ears. Yeah, like, so But I don't know why she couldn't just, why couldn't she just wear, like, a gamer headset and he wear a gamer headset? (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good, that's that, yeah, that's a really, well, and also, like, that gas mask looked like it was, like, totally outdated. So, I mean... You know, wait, did well, it? Well, it was just for like like a scary visual. Yeah, right. It looked like it was like a World War Two gas mask or something, but it was just for like a stupid nonsense scary visual in my head. It's like when people use um, those 
those uh, medieval doctor plague masks. Oh, yeah, the plague. Like scary. When it's really not, like, it's not really supposed to be a scary thing. I mean, it's a sad thing, but it's not supposed to be scary, you know? And and it's kind of like the same idea where... The like okay, so they're in in that um, Nosferatu show. There are there's something that has to do with a gas mask, and I would I wouldn't say it's like really scary, but it's creepy, you know. So, mm-hmm. but that was well done, and it made sense with what was going on because there was actual gas involved. So, like <laughs> it wasn't like like I'm just gonna whisper in this thing and then suddenly scream yeah. and like break this guy's eardrums, you know. Um, and then, and then she was like, okay, I'm going to go into the further, but we can't let them know I'm there. But then she's in the further, just like getting information from him. And then she's like, oh, they saw us. Oh no. And I just like the whole time I was like, what is going on? How can she sneak into this weird land realm, not be noticed, but then she gets noticed. And then, and then what happens is Dalton wakes up. But doesn't wake up like I don't know why he's what's wrong like I guess the demon like possesses him but I don't know why the demon can suddenly possess him and then she says like leave this vessel and the demon leaves him I I didn't understand that and then later either the dad had to go to the further to pick the kid up and the mom just kept going follow my voice follow my voice and I thought why didn't they just do that to begin with just yell at Dalton's body follow my voice that's all it took (laughs) yeah well that's a good that's a good question and also not to mention if they're not trying to be seen in this further why is the dad going around screaming his son's name yes and he's like talking to the the weird ghost people like I just want to find my son and I was yeah. like well, do it quietly I don't understand well, <laughs> the, the physics of this realm like Elise who's Lin Shay who's played by Lin Shay Elise is like dude like she says that this is word for word she says dude bro buddy <laughs> do not be noticed by these ghost bros yeah. <laughs> these ghosts yeah. these ghost peeps yeah um. And he's just like, Dalton! And I'm like, oh, man. Like, you know, yeah, like the art bad. of subtlety it's is totally bad. lost in this film. I mean. Oh, my gosh. The whole ending, I thought, this well, wait. was supposed to be scary, but it's just so dumb. <laughs> it is. Like, well, and also. And the further. Well, okay. So, and also the, where Dalton wakes up and he, like, slams his hand on the ground and they all fly. Yes. That's another part I laughed out loud at. (laughs) It was like, so this kid suddenly has the amazing, like, these amazing telekinetic powers, too. I guess. Or he's possessed, but you don't ever find out that he's possessed. And also, if he is possessed, why would the demon leave his body? Isn't that what they want? Well, I think because she's like, leave this vessel. So she can make the demon leave. But then the two, like... The two helpers, the one was like, I got this this video footage on my camcorder and it shows the demon like really close to Dalton's body. So I don't know if that means, I don't know what that means. I don't it either. Like he was inhabiting the body for a while. I, I, I don't know. I don't know There's either. There's so much nonsense happening. Well, and like, and also if, if these, if these demons are like their whole main goal is to be like, dude, we're going to possess this kid's body. It's going to be a fucking party like let's do it <laughs> yeah. and like their whole thing is like i'm gonna destroy i'm gonna just 
I'm going to get in here and I'm going to just destroy shit. So in, oh wait, no, that was a dream. I was thinking about Barbara Hershey's character, her dream, like about um, Dalton. And then there's like that. The demon was in the Yeah, like pointing, but then I forgot that was a dream. Um, Okay, and I just have to say, as far as casting goes, I thought that Barbara Hershey looks like she could be Rose Byrne's mom, but not Patrick Wilson's mom. I agree. Like, I was really confused about her to begin with because she showed up in the middle of the movie and they didn't, they never really introduced her. No. Well, they didn't introduce her when she showed up. You're just kind of like, who's this random woman that hasn't been in the movie before? (laughs) Yeah. And now... Well, and there's no mention of, like, maybe I should call my mom. You know, like, there's nothing like that. Like, you just find out, oh, she's the mom of of Patrick Wilson. Um, Uh, It doesn't... It's stupid. It's so nonsensical. It is. And... I... And then, um... So then, at the end, we find out that Patrick Wilson isn't back. In fact, the old woman that was trying to get into his body when he was a kid is in his body because Elise takes a picture of him. Yeah. And they they did talk about drawing out the reveal of the picture. I mean, it took them like five minutes to show what that what was on the camera. <laughs> I know. And I thought, <laughs> and then it's like the woman. She's so, <laughs> yeah. so, is the implication that Pete kills everybody in the house? No, I think, so, I feel like I saw the second one, too, but I can't remember. Um, Mm. Yeah, I don't know why I did either. Um, (laughs) I'm guessing that's what your mm is based on saying. (laughs) Um, Actually, I was going to make a joke because I knew there were sequels, and I was going to say, I don't know what the sequels have, but I'm sure you've seen them. (laughs) Yeah. Because you watch a lot more. I do. I watch a lot of horror movies, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I saw, but I actually, I can't, like, I can't tell you definitively that I have or haven't. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't remember. Wait, wait a second. What? This doesn't, okay. I looked up the synopsis to Insidious 2 and it says, this, this doesn't match what happened at the end of Insidious 1. So it says, soon after their showdown with evil spirits that possess their son, the Lamberts, Renee and Josh, are ready for their lives to return to normal. However, something still is seriously off, especially with Josh, who, unknown to Renee, is possessed too. Um, In order to free Josh's soul and finally defeat the malevolent forces around them, Lorraine, Barbara Hershey, and her ghost-hunting friends investigate the past to save her family's future. So she has ghost-hunting friends. But she yeah, knew, she was, well, no, she knew um, she was possessed because she Lynn, looked Lynn camera. Shea's character, Elise, that was her friend, remember? Yeah, I know. I just like the phrase, and her ghost hunting friends. Like, that sounds like a children's book. I love like it. Bobby and his ghost hunting friends. I love it. I've so watched that. Knew, <laughs> Renee, Rose Byrne's character, knew that he was possessed because she looked at the camera. She 100% knew. Oh, yeah. She, like, drops the photo. She's like, ah! And she, like, drops the photo and, yeah. like, bursts into tears like she always does. And she saw that. That Lynn Shay's character was murdered. Yeah, yeah. And because so he, he strangled her. He strangled her for taking his picture. Yeah, exactly. So the second one doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why they do that. Like, why even create a sequel if you're not going to follow the, like, lore of the first one, you know? I think that if they don't, I mean, they're leaving money on the table by not creating sequels of these stupid movies. Because <laughs> you're right. If they put it out. 
if they put it out in like the third week of October, it's College City. Like, oh yeah, college students will flock to it for and sure. It, they'll just make it's it's like stupid money. It's just it's just money. It's easy money. Yeah, you, know? you can make more money with a flop than a hit. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you put it out at the right time. Like you don't put it out in July. I don't actually know when they came out, but my guess is they came out in October, September or October at least. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a guaranteed it's a guaranteed paycheck in some form. I mean they're you know, so I think that I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, no. Like I said, you don't need to make sequels to to horror movies because generally things are resolved. But in in yeah. this one, things aren't resolved. But the, it sounds like the sequel doesn't even acknowledge that she knows. I don't know. I well, it doesn't even acknowledge the ending. Like. Yeah, I think exactly. it'd be way more interesting to have the second one be Josh, um, Patrick Wilson's character, like roaming around with this demon inside of him and like just going on a like a rampage or something or. Yeah. Or. You know what would have been good? What? What, what would have been is if Lynn Shay's character took a picture of him. He killed her. And then we see his character looking at the camera, so we see the the photo, but then we see him delete it. And then yes. his wife comes in. His wife comes in and he's like, Oh hey, honey. You know, so then we're like, Oh crap, she's gonna be living with a demon. Yes, you know? yes. That would have been yeah, that would have been. But then perfect. how would he explain why Elise is dead? Like Yeah, well I guess, but. And <laughs> also, um if they do an autopsy on her body, they're going to see that likely the hyoid bo- bone is broken and that's the bone in your neck that breaks when you're strangled. But it does oh, not yeah. it doesn't break when you get hung like on the gallows, but it does if you oh, get okay. strangled. I don't know why. I think it's different pressure points, like different yeah. pressure on different parts of your neck, but um yeah, so they would have been like, well, shit, she was strangled. But also, you would see bruises on her neck. And, yeah, like, oh, he, sure. he's not going to yeah. get away with it. Like, it's for sure, like, 100%, like, this dude murdered this woman. And, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that would have been way more interesting if we saw him. Like, But I don't think Patrick Wilson could play a character on a rampage. I don't think he has that. That <laughs> I just don't. No. I he doesn't have any highs and lows. He's always so even keeled. He is, yeah. And that is not a compliment. <laughs> um, well, also, like, he he can't play that kind of character because he's just not, he just doesn't have, like, you know how certain actors have that ability where you could just see them like just let go and just get nuts in a character like Christian Bale I think can do that I think yeah Paul Dano has that talent as well um you know I think even like Jesse Eisenberg could do it um Joaquin Phoenix is great in whatever he does you know we talked about that in in Inherent Vice episode Mm um you know Heath Ledger when he is still alive was amazing you know so it's like but Patrick Wilson mm, I don't I can't see that. I I can see no. him being like a lawyer and that's kind yeah. of In it. Fact, <laughs> like Patrick Wilson Patrick Wilson playing the husband character is pretty much his role. Yeah. Like that's what he's good at. I mean he's he, good at playing like middle class husband. Yeah, exactly. Well like and yeah. we've talked about Watchmen before, just you and I. Um and him and uh 
uh, Malik Ackerman or Mayla, what the hell is her name? Malik Ackerman, is that her name? I think it's Malin Ackerman, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like love interests in that movie. And <laughs> they have like the most, <laughs> like the most awkward sex scene I've ever seen in anything. And I wanted to die <laughs> like the entire time I was watching this scene because I was like, God, this is so bad. Just let it end, please. Like it was so really, it was so really awkward. Dumb. It's it's really bad. And like, it, a lot of that is like taken right from the graphic novel, which is even funnier because it's it's super awkward it's, sex scene. Yeah, but I think that's not necessarily like the sex scene as much as it's the actors. Um Yeah. Because there's a lot of really great actors in that movie, like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Carla Gugino's great, you know, I mean, Billy Crudup, and yeah. Matthew Good. And I love Matthew Good. I think Matthew Good is one of those actors who could lose it and just be like, oh my God, you know what? Okay. So remember how I was talking about the talented Mr. Ripley? And I was like recasting yeah. it in my mind. So there's a part where um, it's Jack. Um, oh, my God. What's his name? He's in Pirates of the Caribbean. He plays Commodore. Oh, no, I can't remember his name. Jack something. It's like a it sounds like a fancy British. Jack Davenport. Jack Davenport. Thank you. Yes. So um, and I think that mm-hmm. Matthew Good could be Jack Davenport's character. Although they're all still really young, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But what I'm saying is Patrick Wilson, he's just, he's okay. He's fine. He's not, he's, there's nothing extraordinary about him. He's a fine actor. But that's, yeah. that's just it. He's a fine actor and there's not much more to that. It's just like, yeah. He's okay I, at the I roles he does, that. and that's fine. And he made the living out of it. Good for him. Um, but I just, I can't see him as, like, what you said. I can't see him ever playing anything other than, like, a suburban father, you know? Um right. I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, he can't play a superhero. We've seen that. That was terrible. <laughs> you know? And Jackie Earl Haley is the best part of that movie, I thought. Actually, I did like, I yeah. did really like Matthew Good and Watchmen, but Jackie Earl Haley, oh my God, so good. So good. I love Rorschach. My favorite. Anyway, um, so I have a bunch of notes here. Let me look into them again. Um, okay, so let's talk about when they're in the, the, the further, <laughs> the far away. <laughs> so, so he gets, so, uh. Patrick Wilson's character gets in there and he's like screaming around for his son, not being subtle at all. And um, I couldn't help but think that the further looked a lot like the backstage of a theater. <laughs> yes, I thought that. Or, well. <laughs> or like a stage with the curtains closed and like nothing up. I have. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I couldn't figure out why the further is. The old house that they lived in. Oh, like, I didn't even that notice that. I didn't even notice that. Is that, that because the ghosts, is that where the ghosts haunt and they just have the, unf- so was the house haunted? 
well, when they came in, or were the ghosts following the kid around his whole life because he could astral project? Well, that's what they were saying. Why. That's what they were saying is that um, it's not that the house is haunted, it's that um, they were following him around because they wanted to be in his body when he didn't so return. So why was the further that house then? That's what I don't get. I don't know either. Um, and I think it's like, I think it's a t- an attest to the psychological aspect that the the movie maker was trying to accomplish yeah. and failing miserably because right. there wasn't ever a huge like impact on like to the viewer of the house being really particularly like I mean it, there was some scary things that happened but it wasn't like it wasn't like you walk in there and you're immediately like oh, I don't like this place. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, yeah. it's not like you get that, mm-hmm. fe- like, you just don't have that. Um, where, you know, something like the Haunting of Hill House. So the Haunting of Hill House had a big spooky house. And, like, the second that they show these people in there, you're like, oh, that's where you want to live? Like, this place is spooky yeah. AF. Mm-hmm. And also, there's actually ghosts that you see throughout the entire series, but like they're so subtle that you don't notice them. You're just uneasy. Like you don't understand why right. you are. You just are, you know, right. um, whereas insidious, you know, wh- we shouldn't be laughing at these some of these scenes, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just and well, I like there's they just made this weird storyline where he went to the old house and he sees this family and then this woman killing her whole family. And I'm like, so is this what happened in the house before they moved in? Is that why the house was haunted? But why was the house haunted? I don't I don't understand think so. so much of the movie. And I don't know why they showed I think what they did was the director seems seems like the director was just like, these are things I think are creepy. So I'm going to put them all in one movie. Right. Even though they're not cohesive in any way. Right. And they, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And that would have been a good thing to show if it was haunted, that the reason why is because someone lost their mind and shot everyone, but they would, they wouldn't do that because they don't understand subtlety. So, and the demon had like a layer, much like the phantom of the operas. I thought that too. I was like, as I was watching it, I was like, wow, this this reminds me a lot of Phantom of the Opera. I was like, Patrick Wilson probably feels like he's at home here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's weird that he would go after Dalton and not like the woman since the Phantom of the Opera wanted Christine so bad. I don't like, it was really just like a blatant <sighs> ripoff. Like, why would the, the, if the demon has such a nice lair? I'm not sure why he even cares about inhabiting humans. I know. I don't either. And that's like, not something like you ever learn. It's like the further is like the further is like the upside down, but not as cool. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. some reason, nobody wants to stay in the further. Right. But why? I don't know why. Maybe because there's fog inside the houses. It's like too dark. The backstage of the theater house the thing is that all of them just want to read a book but they can't because it's too dark yeah that's why they want to leave they're just all like like, i just want to read one book (laughs) yeah just let me read oh my gosh yeah 
and the lights keep going out. Like they keep, you know, yeah. the light bulbs keep breaking. That's that's got to be it. Yeah. That's the yep. only explanation I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> um, so bad. Oh, so, okay, so there's a part where an alarm goes off, and I was getting, like, anxious and irritated over the noise, because, you know, I have, like, a thing anyway. I have oh, yeah. I didn't like that either. Yeah. Um, but my my little kitty bear was just like, I I don't even, this isn't even bothering me. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sleep. And I'm like, you are the weirdest cat ever. <laughs> like, he doesn't. Things don't startle him at all. Like, I'll sneeze really loudly, and he's just like, it's cool. You got do what you got to do, girl. And I'm like, okay, you're cool. He's the chillest. <laughs> he's the chillest cat. He is. He's actually, actually he's actually been sleeping seems... right next to me the entire episode, and I've been petting him. It's been really oh. nice, yeah. Oh, that's cute. He's keeping you company. He is. He's just a good he's boy. He's the pod cat. He is a pod cat. He's a pod cat. <laughs> Yeah, podcatter. That scene where the alarm, that scene where the alarm is going off, I actually thought was really strange because it was very spooky when it was happening because things, weird things were going on in the house and, but then like the next day he just, he was, everybody was just normal because that was before she saw the bloody handprint. Yeah. Right? When the alarm kept going off. Well, okay. And also just, I have a question. The door flew open. How does the door fly open and him not be like... Oh, what's going on? What were you, was your question? Well, and also, okay, that door looked very heavy. Like, yeah, I I had um, the old house that I used to live in on the other side of the state um, had a very thick wooden door. It was maybe like four inches. Maybe that's too much. It was thick either way. And it was heavy. <laughs> like, there's no way, even like, unless it's like tornado style winds, there's no way that any sort of wind would have opened that door. And it's the same thing with right. that. Like, why is the door open? Well, I mean, like, yeah, usually house doors are, are enforced. Right. They're not just, like, they're not the same doors that you'd use for an interior. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You're right. Um, mm-hmm. But also, um, why is... Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, 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 okay, my question so the bloody handprint. Where did this demon get blood? Yeah, his face is all bloody. I guess so. Every time he touches his face, he must get blood all over his hands. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds really unsanitary. He should go out for yeah. a walk in this environment and see how people treat him. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. He'd be like stoned to death. Like, and we're like, oh my god, I didn't think that would happen. Like, oh god. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I um. Oh, I also had an issue, and I don't think if I, I don't know if I said this earlier, but when you first hear the voice on the baby monitor, and Rose Byrne is listening, and she's listening very intently, and she hears what is clearly a man's voice. It. I was like. What are you doing standing there? There is a man yeah. in your child's room. Run up to your child and protect it. Like, that's the reason you're there. Like, to keep your child safe. Like, and 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 she's just like, I think I'm just going to listen for a little while. I really, I really yeah, like this tone I, of voice. It's soothing. It's nice. Like, what is he whispering? Something creepy? Don't care. Super into it. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. Okay, well, if your kid gets murdered, then 
you know, you're an idiot. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that, that the scene with the baby monitor is so, it's sort of precarious because if I was at home and I had a baby monitor and I heard a man's voice, my first assumption would be that I was picking up a different signal. Oh, yeah. So, so for her to just like stand there and keep listening instead of going up to check on the baby is kind of weird because I would think, oh, I'm picking up a different signal. Maybe I'll just go check on her anyway. But she was just standing there listening like she thought there was a guy in the house. Yeah. And that's even weird. I don't I don't know if I'm making sense, but No, that makes sense. That she was standing there as if someone was upstairs and not being like like trying to like change like the, the frequency or something. You know what I right. mean? Right. Well, I think that your first thought as a mother, I would I would assume your first instinct is I have to protect my child. If yeah, I hear like a man I talking, yeah, I should go up and check. Yeah. And then, okay, everything's okay. Well, if you're still hearing, like, if you're changing the frequency, then you change it. But then if you still hear it, then you got to, like, take an extra step and call the police and get your child out of there. You know, like, I don't, I just. Right, exactly. It, there's just, like. I, no, I, I agree with you, yeah. There's something, and I know that this is, like, a big trope in um, horror movies where people make really dumb decisions. Like, I'm going to run mm-hmm. upstairs while the seri- this, like, you know. Even though the serial killer is not on my feet and I can go anywhere else, but I'm going to run upstairs and I'm going to get cornered and then I'm going to get murdered. Like that's in a lot of slasher films, you know, Um, this is the type of thing, too, where it's like, I'm going to listen. And then if I don't hear my child getting murdered, I think I'll just go back and finish that episode of Jeopardy on the couch. Like, yeah, (laughs) what the part that I really I thought was really good was she was sitting at the piano and first you heard like the crackling and the creaking. And that was really spooky, I thought. Yeah. Like, that's just like, that's just like ambient noises that shouldn't be there. And you think, what is that? And so I really liked that. But then when the talking started, I agree. I thought her reaction was really strange. It was just so, it was like. It was almost too calm. Yeah, exactly. She was, she yeah. was just like listening, just, and, and I, I don't understand how she wasn't panicking, especially since everything else was freaking her out. But for some yeah. reason that wasn't. Yeah, yeah, like I, it was it was strange. I just yeah, I, I overall I would not recommend this movie. <laughs> I would say No, me neither. I like and I've I talked to a lot of other people who thought it was scary and I was like, "But why?" You know, like I want to know why. Like tell me what you mm-hmm. liked about this film because I cannot possibly understand why someone would because it's just not well written. It's not interesting. It's a stupid concept. There's so many issues with it. Uh, yeah, I think there are plenty. I think if you want to watch a good scary movie, The Orphanage yeah. that we've talked about, awesome. And I, I wouldn't recommend this movie on two levels. Number one, if you don't like scary movies, just don't watch it because it's not worth it. Yeah. Number two, it's just terrible. It's a stupid movie. It is. But I will give, I will give some horror movies a chance. And I will admit that they are good, even if they scare me. And I think the orphanage is awesome yes. and terrifying, like scary and awesome and really well made. It's yeah. The orphanage will definitely stick with you. Um, mm-hmm. If you I don't know if it's on any Netflix or Hulu or anything. I own it. So it's not an issue for me. But um, if <laughs> and, and I'm talking to the our listeners out there, but if you can, I would also recommend the devil's backbone they're both by Guillermo del Toro 
they're Spanish speaking films. They're awesome. And oh, and Pan's Labyrinth, of course, but that's not a horror yes, movie, yes. but Pan's Labyrinth is just such a great film, like just such yeah. a good thing. I, so like that came out years ago, so I'm going to spoil it anyway, because whatever, if you haven't seen it, it's like not my problem. Not you, but like in general, <laughs> like that ending. Well, we've talked about it before. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah, yeah. But that ending, did I tell you that like the first time I saw it, I was, I remember I was in my old house in Bedford on the other side of the state. So this was over 10 years ago. Um, and when the girl gets shot and she dies, I was like, I turned to my mom and I go, oh my God, she died. And she goes, yeah. And I just burst into tears and she sat down beside me and was like rubbing my back and she's like, it's okay. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's so intense. Oh, that's a really intense reaction. It was like, I just was like sobbing. I was, it just made me so sad. It's such a good movie, but, and she's just so little, you know, um, Oh, that movie's so good. Anyway, so yeah, watch like so. Moral of the story. Yeah, don't watch Insidious. Watch. Yeah. Don't watch Guillermo Insidious. del Toro's in, in Spanish speaking films. Do not watch Insidious. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Would not recommend. No, for sure, <laughs> definitely not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, follow us on Instagram. Um, follow us on Facebook. We also have Spotify and iTunes. We're on, or we're on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. Um, if you have any recommendations, watchers of movies at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank Mike for our music. He's awesome. And yes, what's his Twitter handle? You can find him. You can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show Forty Two. Yep. And yeah, he did an awesome job. He plays all the instruments, and he's. He's really talented. Yes, he's so. very talented. So thank you, Mike. And if you, if you guys like our stuff, you know, give us five stars on iTunes. That's how we get out there. Um, it's a lot of work. We really like what we do, but we also want people to listen to us because that's what, part of the reason we do it. Like it's for fun, but also, you know, it's 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 you know, it's a podcast. So anyway, uh, that's all I have to say. I think I'm done. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye.